Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Thursday, May 4th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and a surprise Thursday guest spot for our one of our resident goalie experts. We have many multiple goalie experts on this uh, show, and this is one of them, Kevin Beach, joining us. He's on today with us instead of Saturday because he's got family uh, shit going on uh, this weekend on Saturday, so Kevin's jumping in today instead. Uh, Kevin, we'll start with you. Uh, good to see you again, and uh, how are you enjoying the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs? Loving the action. Um, you know, the still ending with the, the second round, not as many games, but there's still still enough to keep you going. Uh, but yeah, it's been great action and just uh, been t- taking it all in, yeah, no doubt. And we t- certainly took in some uh, really in- in entertaining action last night in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. We had two games uh, that took place, uh, New Jersey, Carolina. Uh, one of them, and of course, Edmonton and Vegas. Uh, just to, actually one thing I wanted to mention about the show. Obviously, we're going to do another BetCast uh, next uh, Tuesday. Uh, unfortunately, Alex uh, will be unavailable next Tuesday, but we still will have it uh, next Tuesday. But I'll be here, and of course, we'll still have a you know all, probably the usual gang. You know, we've we've really become accustomed to pretty much a, a similar cast of characters joining us on the BetCast every week, but we'll still be here next Tuesday for another live BetCast uh, during the Stanley Cup playoffs. And a programming alert about the Daily Show as well. Uh, we're not going to have a show this Sunday. It's official. I mean, I was looking around. I, I, I knew there was potential I would not be around at noon on Sunday, and that is the, now official. I won't be. Uh, there's just a conflict I can't get out of. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do the Saturday show at noon Eastern, as usual. It'll be Alex and I. And we're going to do all the weekend games on the Saturday show. We're going to talk the Edmonton-Vegas game uh, two uh, on Saturday, which is the only game actually on Saturday. And then we'll talk all three Sunday games. There's actually a triple header uh, on Sunday. New Jersey, Florida, uh, sorry, New Jersey, New Jersey, Carolina, Toronto, Florida, and then Seattle, Dallas. A nice triple header on Sunday. So we will do all four weekend game previews on Saturday's show, and then we'll take Sunday off and be back with you on Monday. So that's the way it'll go this weekend on the show. Uh, we'll start with Devils Hurricanes from last night. And really, that was Carolina just a clinic defensively. I mean, New Jersey didn't have the puck. I mean, I lost a shit ton of shot on goal props on Devils players. And Kevin, it sounds like when we were talking before the show started, the same thing for him. Uh, and it's because, look, they just didn't have the puck. And when you can't have the puck, when you don't have the puck, you can't shoot the puck. And that was basically the game for New Jersey last night. It was a great defensive effort from uh, Carolina. Have they uh, maybe planted a seed of doubt in the young goalie, Akira Schmidt, who, of course, got pulled after it got to 3 nothing for the uh, Hurricanes uh, last night? You know, we'll have to wait and see on that. But uh, Vitek Vanacek came in uh, after that. Uh, but by then, it was too little, too late. You know, New Jersey made it 3-1, and they had a couple of really good shifts after that, but they couldn't put the puck in the net. Uh, and then at that point, their little push stagnated a bit. Uh, and then, of course, Carolina made it 4-1 on the Brady Shea goal, and that was all she wrote. It was just a really good team effort uh, across the ice, both ends of the ice, defensively, timely goals, and really the difference was special teams. Carolina power play clicked, and New Jersey's power play got shut down completely. Uh, Carolina with a nice 5-1 win, and I, I want to thank Lindy uh, Ruff, and I think Alex 
would want to thank Lindy Ruff as well for pulling the goalie down four to one uh, with about three, four minutes to go in the third period. That allowed us to get that sixth goal we needed for the over, which was Alex's best bet yesterday uh, on the uh, show. But Carolina takes game one. I'm not panicked yet if I'm New Jersey. Am I concerned? Yeah, of course. Everybody's fucking. There's always a fucking concern when you lose a hockey game in the playoffs. Yes, but is this series over now? No. Uh, I expect New Jersey to have a much better game, too, coming up on Friday night. Uh, That's when these teams will play again tomorrow night. It's the only game, actually, tomorrow night, uh, New Jersey and Carolina. And I did, and I'm a man of my word. You guys know that. I am on New Jersey at the adjusted series price now after uh, the game one loss. I'm not abandoning ship yet on this Devils team, even after a rough uh, game one. Let's not forget they lost the first two games against the Rangers and ended up coming back and winning that series. This is going to be more difficult because one thing, Alex, I noticed, and I'll hand it off to you after I say this, the Carolina Hurricanes get to the inside of the ice much better than the Rangers did, and we saw it last night. The slot area, they were getting those loose pucks in front of Vanacek and Schmid Schmid when he was in the game. And another thing, too, when New Jersey had the puck, they didn't have the time and space to do shit with it like the Rangers gave them. So that's an adjustment that the Devils are going to have to make. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the thing we talked about with looking at the series with Carolina, is that they would have better shot quality and selection, and they would be able to utilize space, take away space uh, that the Rangers just simply could not. And, and now that's a problem. And, and the, the flip side of this, when you're looking at it, I think, yeah, New Jersey's still going to be competitive. It's still going to be a tight series. The reason why I personally would probably maybe be a little hesitant toward that that uh, adjusted series price is because it was Vanacek that lost game one and two, and then you made the switch. And we talked about this with the Wild. We talked about this with a couple of teams about how you want to manage your goaltenders. Can, can Schmidt withstand this and now Vanacek had to come in and, and be the savior can that work in reverse like it like it did you know the opposite of what happened in the first round I'm not so sure of that uh, you know I think I think now that you had Schmidt with that confidence and now he's his confidence is dwindling you know Vanacek didn't seem to you know he didn't clean up really well necessarily you know uh I, I just I think now you have a real you have both guys kind of questioning themselves and doubting themselves a little bit and that's troublesome uh, that means now those defenders who've been already busting their ass in the first eight games to block shots and get in the way of passes, they got to work even harder. And if they get worn out and this Carolina team continues to, to find ways to, to shoot and, and score, then this series can get out of hand quickly. So uh, the Devils have a lot to, to figure out. And uh, hopefully their goal is just saying, hey, you know, you know, leaning on each other and say, hey, let's rest and get our heads back into uh, the series and make sure that you know we can stay on track because if both of them are playing well, then, then they're going to be going home soon. Yeah, and uh, it'll be like I say, it'll be interesting to see for the uh, Devils. Uh, and I think there might be a couple lineup changes. Where do they go with the goaltending? That's for sure. I know someone in our chat said I saw Mackenzie Blackwood from our guy. I think it was Isaacs that put that in there. I want I mean, nothing from, to do with Mackenzie Blackwood at this. I'm point. sure you don't now, but I, I wouldn't mind that as someone who's yeah. impartial. And then I go grab Carolina. You know, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. If you want to, if Lindy Ruff and the devils want to see Carolina win the series. Yeah. You put in Mackenzie Blackwood. That's exactly what you do. Uh, and our, uh, we got to bring out the old Beatles tune Blackwood shitting in the dead of night. Take this puck, learn how to stop it. You are only waiting for the red light to turn on. There you go. Uh, that's Mackenzie Blackwood. We've, uh, Look, he's had a million chances to prove to me he can step up as a number one goaltender in this league, and it's 
here again, I'll throw it out there again because I don't know if Kevin's been around when I did this, and I've done this multiple times. Mackenzie Blackwood's career resume. Let's get the piece of paper. Let's read it. Uh, bad game, bad game, horseshit game, mediocre game, good game, injury out two weeks. Comes back, good game, bad game, mediocre game, mediocre game, bad game, injury out two months. Comes back, good game, good game, bad game, mediocre game, mediocre game, bad game, bad game, uh, injury out for the season. See you next year. And it's been wash, rinse, repeat for Mackenzie Blackwood in his uh, goaltending career. And um, like I say, I don't think he's the answer. But we'll ask the goaltender, Kevin, What? who is going to be the answer for New Jersey after game one in net? Yeah, uh, definitely not the guy that hasn't been playing or hasn't even been dressed, Blackwood. So yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, he looked he looked like their guy, guy for the future. And I think it's just injuries that have, have plagued him. It's It's pretty hard to get in that rhythm. And uh, consistency when you're, you know, you're not playing the games and, and you're off all the time with injuries. So, yeah, you're definitely not going to call the guy to the press box, uh, you know, after you got two guys playing here in the first first two rounds. Um, yeah, a bit of, bit of a tough one. Um, I think you probably go back to back to Schmidt. I think I think the level he he played at uh, in the first round, like. Yeah, he's been pulled two of the last three, but sprinkled in between those other games are, you know, like shutouts and, and one goal against. And he's like, he's he's had really good games in between other than that. And I think you need a really high level to be able to beat Carolina here and get to the second round. So I think Vanacek could come in and play and play well, but I think you need to take a chance that, you know, maybe the guy who's not as as proven, but he's been on his way the last two weeks of this really, really high level. And I think you need to take a chance at having that really high level in that. Um, I, I don't I don't know if Vanacek will will get there right now. Like he's he's hit those levels before in the past, but uh, this, this level Schmidt is on. Um, I think you just got to take a take a shot in the dark and, and throw him back in the net and hope hope he finds his game. Uh, obviously, if they go down two nothing, then it's it's Vanacek's net from here on out. But I think you get Schmidt uh, one more shot here in the next game. I I agree. I think I think I don't think he abandoned ship on Akira Schmidt just yet. Remember they didn't they pull him in game six? Yeah, they did on the game that, six. Yeah, came back got a shutout in game seven. Came back got a shutout exactly, and the team played much better. Now it's not just on Schmidt; the whole team's got to play better. The, I mean, that's the whole thing around that. And so I agree. I mean, we've seen evidence of him getting pulled. Team losing a game, the, the game that he gets pulled, and he bounced back and the team bounced back with a win in the next game. So I, I, I give Schmid the chance to do the same Friday. He still has two, he has two shutouts in his last four games. Yeah. And he's been pulled the other two. So it's uh, it's hot or cold right now, but uh, yeah, I think you got to give him a chance. Uh, you're almost going to need those shutouts to, to beat Carolina right now. I think this is going to be a pretty pretty tight, low-scoring, low low-event series. Uh, not a ton of shots, but you almost need to win those games 2-1 right now. Yeah, and, I, and it goes without saying, everybody in the up front for the Devils has to be better. Jack Hughes was very invisible by his standards uh, last night. Uh, credit to Carolina, though, for the way they defended. Uh, and, of course, you know, Dawson Mercer, uh, Nico Heeshear, you know, all very quiet last night in that game for the uh, Devils. When Nathan Bastion's your only goal scorer, with all due respect to him, that's a hard-working fourth line New Jersey has. But that's a problem. And I want to center out one player who's just been totally, even though they beat the Rangers, they they beat them in spite of him. He's he's been totally non-impactful, invisible. And this is a player I've liked over the last couple of seasons. What has happened to Jesper Bratt? 
here in this series for the New Jersey or in this in these playoffs. I mean, he has been absolutely non-existent, and to the point where they mentioned during the broadcast, Ray Ferraro on ESPN that um, Jesper Bratt got benched in the third period, or at least pushed down to the fourth line. So uh, Lindy Ruff and the coaching staff have had about enough, you know, of just how he has been uh, absolutely uh, non-impactful, non-existent. Can't find him with a telescope on the ice. Exactly, the old Ian Cameron saying that's what it is right now uh, for Jesper Bratt. So that's what it comes down to. Everybody, the top players have to be better going into game two on uh, Friday night. Uh, next game was just incredible last night. Edmonton and Vegas. Wow. Um, just a wild game. And I w- made no secret about it right from when we started talking about the second round on Monday. The series I was most excited to watch was Edmonton Vegas. No question. And boy, did it live up to the billing last night. A thoroughly entertaining hockey game. Great pace. And if you're the Vegas Golden Knights who won that game uh, last night, of course, getting the victory 5-4 over the Edmonton Oilers, you showed Edmonton last night why you have a, a chance to win this series, and it's because of the 12-6. and six. And uh, you're going to hear me use that term a lot in the playoffs. The 12-6, and six, it's, it's your 12 forwards and your 6-D. And when it comes to the Vegas Golden Knights, that's about as good a 12-6 and six as far as depth and as far as balance you know, as it gets. Of all teams remaining, believe it or not, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I think in terms of 12-6 and six balance and depth, Vegas is right up there with any team. You know, because for them, the first line and the second line could get shut down, but then you got to worry about some of the guys on your third line. Like, for instance, one of the guys that scored last night, Chandler Stevenson, who has had a phenomenal playoffs for the Vegas Golden Knights. He's on a third line for them. You know, William Carlson started the playoffs on the third line for Vegas. I mean, these are guys that have been big time for Vegas. Don't even sleep on the fourth line that they have that have been able to make things happen as well in the offensive zone and good four check. And there were times even last night where I'm watching the fourth line of Vegas, you know, on the ice against the top line of Edmonton, where you think mismatch in favor of Edmonton. And there's Nick Waugh, Will Carrier, Keegan Colasar, that group. Hemming McDavid's line in the Edmonton zone, uh, you know, and that is a tribute and a testament to the four line depth the Vegas Golden Knights have. And if you think the four line depth is impressive and the balance, then you look at the blue line with Alec Martinez, Alex Petrangelo, Stanley Cup winners, Shea Theodore, an outstanding defenseman, and Braden McNabb, a terrific shutdown defenseman. That's your top four all by itself, which is terrific. And that's not even mentioning Nick Haig and Zach Whitecloud. You know, for the Vegas Golden Knights, a very effective third pair. That is a that's a really good third pair. Nick Haig and Zach Whitecloud are probably one of the better third pairing defensemen in the NHL, and it shows you just how good Vegas is with the depth there. All they need is Laurent Brossois to make the saves he should make. And even though he gave up four last night, all by Leon Drysidle, who had just a spectacular game for the Oilers, I thought he still played solid. Brossois at the end of the night, even though he gave up four goals. He got the win, and his team got the win. What's concerning for Edmonton and what's going to have to change starting in game two, you can't be a power play dominant team and expect to win this series. Your five-on-five even strength play has to step up and has to improve, and there is no question. Anybody watched that game last night knows Vegas was the better team at even strength five-on-five last night. There was no question. When it was five-on-five, Vegas carried the play. Vegas had the puck. Vegas was in the offensive zone. Vegas did outscored Edmonton at even strength uh, last night. So uh, that is definitely something where Edmonton, as much as their power play 
can do- is so good that it can dominate and take over a game. And the power play will win them some games, no question. But it's going to be more difficult against an opponent of this caliber for the Oilers to solely rely on that man advantage to win hockey games for them. So they're going to have to work and step up their five-on-five even strength play. Um, even though it was a loss for Edmonton, what more can you say that hasn't been said yet about Leon Dreisaitl? I mean, <laughs> four goals, and what a crazy couple of nights where in back-to-back nights we see four-goal performances in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Joe Pavelski for Dallas in Game 1 against Seattle, Leon Dreisaitl Game 1 against Vegas last night, and neither team wins the game. How crazy is that? Both in losing efforts. And I love Dreisaitl's response to Mark Spector, the Oilers reporter for Sportsnet after the game uh, when he asked, you know, can you take any sort of, a, you know, a happiness or satisfaction in having four goals tonight in a playoff game? And he's like, no, he just, he was not, he was shut that shit right down. Didn't have any part of it. Not interested. D- couldn't give two shits. We lost the hockey game and that's what matters. That's why Leon, you know, has that winning, winning attitude. And it's all about the team. He doesn't care about the numbers. He, he puts up the numbers because he wants it to lead to a victory for the Edmonton Oilers. That's what it's about for him. Uh, it was an incredible night. That, for for Leon Dreisaitl now, guys, that's 11 goals and 15 points in seven playoff games. That's sick. 11 goals, 15 points in just seven playoff games this year uh, for Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, and it is a damn shame it came in a losing effort. But credit to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it was an effort for them where uh, they – and they showed they could score. So, and that was impressive. They kind of beat Edmonton playing an up and down, run and gun, higher scoring game with a ton of pace. I think that's definitely something that if you're Vegas, you're not going to want to probably play that way consistently through the course of this best of seven series. But you at least proved you could win in a game like that. Uh, and they were able to do that. Uh, and one last point about this game before we get Alex's thoughts on it shame on the look, I know it's the home team media. Okay, that decide the three stars of each game. Who the hell did not put Leon Dreisaitl as one of the three stars last night? Totally absurd. I could not believe what it when I saw it. All three stars last night were Vegas players. Leon Dreisaitl was not one of the three stars of the game last night. Now, first of all, it is commonplace for a player from the losing team to be in the three star selections if they played a hell of a hockey game. Well, what more can you ask for in terms of a hell of a hockey game than four fucking goals and all four goals the team scored that night? And apparently it wasn't good enough for Leon Dreisaitl to be included in the three-star selection after the game. Now, I know it's the media members of the home team that always decide this nonsense, and that's what it is to me, nonsense. I couldn't give two shits about these three-star selections after the game. Um, but who, regardless, and like I say, that it is not, I'm not losing sleep over it. But for the people that do care about it and take it seriously, that's a complete joke. That's a disgrace that Leon Dreisaitl is not a, uh, one of the three stars last night uh, in that game. Shame on you. And I like Vegas. I like the people there. I like the friend. I like the. And there's a lot of good hockey fans, a lot of people I know. But the Vegas media, shame on you. You got to look in the mirror today and say, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, I get it. Vegas is the team, our team. We cover them. We want to see them do well. We, we, they won the game, obviously. But for Leon Dreisaitl not to be one of the three stars in that game last night is a complete joke. Complete yeah. joke. That's all there is to it. Uh, Alex, go ahead. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even know about that because like I said that's something that doesn't really matter to me much. But that's absurd. He, you score four goals, you deserve to be a three one of the three stars of the game. 
you score all the goals for for a team, you deserve to be a, one of the three stars of the game. So that's crazy. And you know, kind of it kind of leads into I was joking about it at the beginning of that game on Twitter, and I said, you know, this medieval night shit is getting old. It, it, it's it's stale. And I think there's just a lot of that aura with not necessarily the product on the ice, but everything around it. That you know, you guys aren't an expansion team anymore. You know what I mean? Like it was year six. Okay, you've been to a cup final. You've won multiple division titles. You know, the, the the whole lore of this, you know, whole, you know, mysterious Vegas Golden Knights, like, it's bullshit. You're, you're one of the 32 teams in the National Hockey League now. Like, you know, get over yourselves. And, and to do that shit every night, and I get because it's Vegas, and, you know, Vegas is all about its shows and different things. It's just, I don't know. It, I, I get why people now don't like the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, it was fun for a minute, and now it's just kind of gotten tiring. And even, like you said, with the media response, it kind of, you know, clamps into because that's you know it's their first pro team like that's gonna they're gonna hold on to that shit even though the Raiders have been there losing for three years and they're about to get the Oakland A's and they're probably gonna get an NBA team as well but they're gonna hold on to that for like another few more years and, and hopefully once that wears off things can kind of settle back into reality but as far as the game on the ice it was fantastic and, and Ian you mentioned about the 12-6 dynamic I thought you were gonna go in a different uh direction with that analogy I was looking at 12-6 in the sense of you look at how the passing was going between both of these teams, not just the skating, right? We know these two teams can skate like the wind and that they would match up well and it'd be a fast pace. But the way they were passing east to west uh, and, and north to south, and especially the Oilers, I mean, every dry side goal was set up by an incredible pass. You know, McDavid had one. And, and you look at it, even with Vegas, you know, passing between the circles, clean passing between the circles. You would see that all the time when the Hawks were winning. You see that all the time when the Penguins were winning. Uh, even the Kings, they won a you know boatload of offense when they had their championships, but it was always about clean passing. These are two teams that execute that very well. If they can continue to do that, uh, this is going to be another fun series. This is going to be an, an overfilled series. Uh, so it, it was it was uh, exciting as as we all anticipated. Uh, maybe even a little bit more exciting. Uh, disappointed to see the draw not cash in with uh, that many goals going back and forth. But uh, like I said, I, I just hope to see that same kind of pace and, and, and fever uh, the rest of the series. And uh, I, I, like I say, this series had me intrigued, excited from the beginning. And uh, now I'm even more excited after seeing what was a hell of a game one. And I'm looking forward certainly uh, to the uh, rest of it. You're right. The days of, I think, the NHL fan base coddling the Vegas Gold Knights, it's almost like First couple of years, they treated them like that a precious little baby child, right? Oh, isn't you so pretty? Aren't you just so wonderful? Oh, we could just squeeze you and hug you, and we just love you so much. And then that kid grows up and then starts to, you know, act out and then starts to become a pain in the neck. And then you don't have that same, uh, you don't have that same uh, patience necessarily for that kid uh, as they grow older. And that's kind of like Vegas right now. Yeah, we love them as that little infant franchise. In the first two years, just so cool to see hockey in Vegas. Uh, and now all of a sudden they're getting older and now they're starting to get a, get, you know, pain in the neck now yeah. in some instances. So uh, it's, it's, that's definitely how it kind of feels sometimes even with me when it comes to the uh, golden Knights as well, but they are a hell of a team. They've had a hell of a run in five, six years. That's unreal that in six years, a brand new franchise has had the amount of success, the amount of playoff appearances, series wins that they've had. It's been, they've been spoiled, spoiled, rotten. As far as and un goes. unless unless Seattle continues to do what they've done this year for the next four or five years, we're not going to see another expansion franchise in any sport, more most likely, do what the Vegas Knights, Golden Knights have done in the first six years. 
Exactly. Uh, Kevin, how did you like that game last night? Sure was entertaining. Yeah, I was just going to say uh, that that trance slash EDM song they come out to for uh, the get on the ice start of the game, that's not medieval at all. Like that is, uh, that got me fired up. So I, I like I dance music. I'm a biggie. I always have been. Yeah, I love, yeah. I love dance music too, but yeah. Hmm. I don't watch, I don't watch the, uh, do they still put on that, that show, the, the night show before? Yeah. Yeah, and they have like you know they have some uh, you know semblance of the opponent coming out skating as like the evil. Opponent. But do they still show that on the actual broadcast of games? Like, they did last night. They showed the whole thing. Okay, okay. I haven't I haven't seen it for a while, so I didn't know they're still actually putting it on TV. Yeah, I just tune in when that that trance song is on and they're uh, coming on the ice, and that one that one gets me fired up. But yeah, no, uh, this is. Yeah, definitely a lot more exciting uh, than the Carolina New Jersey um, start, uh, which I think we kind of saw coming. Uh, this was going to be the high high power uh, action. Um, I agree with Ian. Yeah, the, the depth of Vegas just really really impressed me last night. And yeah, Edmonton dry settle scores four, and you don't you don't win like that's that, that's when you want to have back. They they need something going on with their their other lines like their second and third line. Um, you know, you need more from, from Hyman, Kane, Hopkins, um, Koskin had a great, great first round. Uh, I think he kind of overachieved in that first round, but you know, you need, you need him, him to keep going or you need someone, someone on those second, third lines to like to do something. So it can't be, can't be just that power play in that, in that first line, you know, like as good as, uh, try settle McDavid are like, you're not going to go four rounds, just, just on one line. So, but uh, yeah, they need some guy guys to pick up, pick it up. I think I'm looking at Hopkins Hopkins mostly as a guy who needs to needs to get going here and, and supply supply some offense here uh, five on five. Um, yeah, Vegas they're just too deep. They they, they impressed me a lot, a lot more than that, that first round playing uh, playing Winnipeg. Um, this was kind of the first moment where I'm like, oh, this is this is a team to mess with here. Like they're they're very yeah. good. And I was just thinking today, like how how fun would it be actually to see, even though Alex, I know you're over, you're over Vegas here, but to see Vegas and Seattle, in the conference finals, like just just as oh, far as having good. brand new teams play play each yeah. other, like that's no, that's be, kind of a cool that'd be yeah. kind of a cool thing. Yeah, you yeah, do I'm expect not, more. Shitty on the team or franchise, like it's it's literally yeah, just yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's one thing. There's just one thing. Wrong. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't know they're still they're still doing that uh, yeah. doing that show, but yeah, everyone's definitely. I'm sure in person that would be pretty cool, but I yeah I don't think it should be still on the uh, like the broadcast before the game. I don't think they probably don't need to see that. Hey, it's still one of my favorite places in the world, one of my favorite cities for oh, someone absolutely. that hasn't been there recently, believe it or not, in the last couple of years. But I uh, was there like seven or eight times from like 2004 or five to 2018, uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, but. The franchise is, and the franchise is successful. It's doing great things, but there's that little bit of Vegas fever, if you will, or a little fatigue. Now, Alex, do they even change yeah. up? Do they change up the routine at all? Like, does a, a yeah. different night win, different color night win, or like who? It's still no, it's routine? like it, it. No, I think it's the same night, but like the so for yesterday for the Oilers, it was like a dark shadowed like guy, and he's like there was something I don't know. They had he had some goofy like you know, lines or whatever, but like, yeah, they bring out something that represents. So like, it's, if it's a coyote, then the coyote comes out. If it's a, you know, whatever, whatever's represented by the opponent. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. 
they get slayed. Like it's you know. Yeah, exactly. So uh like I say, it's um it's gonna be a great series. We're looking forward to seeing how it uh, goes from here. I agree with your point, Kevin, about the Nuge. Four assists, no goals so far in the playoffs. Gotta be a little bit better than that for he's a hundred point player, you know, in the regular season. So he definitely has to step his game up, as do the Toronto Maple Leafs. As we begin our look at tonight's games, game two, Florida Panthers, Toronto Maple Leafs, Toronto minus 200. They're actually laying a bigger price here in game two than they did in game one, uh, laying minus 200 here, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, I'm on, there's a cut three bets I'm on pregame here. I, I, I do think with both teams down 1 0 at home tonight, they're in a good spot, they're in a good situation. Both of these teams in the first round responded after a game one loss the Leafs against Tampa the the Dallas Stars against uh, Minnesota as far as this game goes though I don't want any part though of the full game uh, at minus 200 and if you actually look as well even if you want Toronto in regulation you're laying as low as minus 120 and that is by far the you know the floor as far as the regulation price is concerned but most books have it in the minus 140 range now at this point with Toronto in regulation uh, in this game. And I'm just not interested in that. What I do expect though, from Toronto in this game, they are going to make a few lineup adjustments. Uh, Sheldon Keith mentioned that in his post game press conference, you look at what they're going to go out there with. It's still going to be nice. Matthews and Nylander are going to be the uh, top line. Callie yarn, Tavares and Marner, the second line bunting O'Reilly and Achari, the third line, the, the one change in the forward group is, um, Zach Aston Reese out and Sam Lafferty uh, in. And I actually like this move because the one thing the Leafs were in game one is losing puck battles, losing foot races against the Florida Panthers. What will Sam Lafferty help with? Speed. One of the fastest skaters on the team. And, and he's been that with whether it was Pittsburgh, whether it was Chicago. Uh, Sam Lafferty was always a guy that was one of the fastest skaters on the team. And I think they need a little more of that. Uh, in their lineup going into game two. So I like this switch. This is this is what you call thumbs up coaching for me, for Sheldon. This is this is a good move. I know it's only the fourth line. People will yawn, you know, when they see the only changes on the fourth line. But fourth lines matter uh, in the yep. Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. And Lafferty's going to give you a little bit more speed on that fourth line with Camp and Kerfoot. So I like the move. I like the switch. Looks like the uh, blue line will stay intact. Uh, no changes there. McCabe, Brody, Riley, Shen, Giordano, Lilligren. Uh, on the blue line, and of course, Sammy Samsonov in net with that uh, genius quote he had after game one, still laughing at that uh, two days later. Uh, on the Florida side, look, Florida was opportunistic. I think Florida getting those two early penalty kills in game one really helped them, um, and uh, they're playing with a great deal of confidence. This is now four straight playoff wins for the Florida Panthers, dating back to game five of the first round against Boston, so they're on a four-game playoff winning streak going into tonight, so the way I'm approaching this is I think Toronto probably evens up the series, but I'm not touching the Toronto side as far as the full game. I'm targeting that first period here with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. I think that's the best way to approach it. If you look at the uh, previous series that the Leafs played uh, against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, they lost 7-2 in game one. Uh, what did we see in uh, game two? We saw this team ready to go in that first period. They had a 3 nothing lead after the first period against Tampa Bay in game two uh, at home. So I'm going to approach this with Toronto minus a half plus 130 plus 135 uh, is the price with that. The first period puck line 
So that's Leafs to, uh, minus a half, plus 130 to plus 135, first period puck line here uh, in this game. I'm going to put half of my first period stance on Toronto on that. The other half of it is going to go on a bet that, you know, I haven't really bet it enough this year, and I'm going to take a shot with it tonight. First period team total, Toronto Maple Leafs over one and a half plus 200 for the team total in the first period. Again, keep in mind, this team had a three-goal outburst in the first period of game two in the similar situation against Tampa Bay in the similar situation they're in here tonight, you know, is that Toronto came out blazing in that game uh, and they lit up Vasilevsky. And with all due respect to the way goalie Bob played uh, in game one, I need to see it again from him before I'm convinced he's going to play that well again uh, here in game two against a bit of a desperate Toronto team. So Toronto first period puck line plus 130, 35. Toronto team total over one and a half plus 200 in the first period. That's the first period team total uh, for the Leafs in this game. First period over as well. Uh, although it is a pretty high price, minus 155 at FanDuel. And I'm going back to the well after a gut-wrenching loss with it in game one. Back to the well for me with the full game over, six and a half here, minus a 135. So there you go. Uh, we've got the Toronto first period looks split in two. First period puck line, team total over one and a half, plus 200 first period for Toronto. And then the first period over one and a half and the full game over six and a half. Alex, uh, Panthers, Leafs, game two. Yeah, I like it. There's a lot of, lot of good uh, first period action. Love to see that. Uh, this game, like I said, it, it's tough because to see, you know, a line this high, you know, I mean, we're usually not laying 200 in the regular season. Certainly not trying to do that in the playoffs. So you have to get creative uh, with, with backing that side. And I, I do think Toronto comes out hot. So uh, I would I would probably lean toward those looks in the first period. But I, I don't have anything in this game personally. Uh, I was tempted to kind of sprinkle with a draw. Because that was something I, I was thinking about pre-series that, okay, whatever happens game one, maybe it's a little tighter and we can see OT in game two. Yeah, plus 365, it's worth taking a small stab at, but I don't feel comfortable enough. I could see where maybe Toronto gets to a, a big enough lead. Florida just can't simply come back. So uh, this is a, a watch and observe game. I'll look for some live looks, but nothing pre-game for me. There is a, actually a, a little voice in my head saying that what if Toronto, you know, for some reason they don't have that same start to this game that they had in game two of, Ta of the Tampa series where they lost game one and they just, they were flying in the first period and they were all over Tampa. They led three, nothing after the first period. What if that doesn't happen though tonight? So for that reason, I, I might sprinkle just a little bit smaller bet on the Florida full game money line, because the way I see it at plus plus one seventy because the way I see it is if this is no scoreless after the first period or it's tied or Florida's leading after the first period, Florida's very uh, – uh, does Toronto recover from that if, if they don't have that great start and they're behind the eight ball and the crowd is tensing up again at that, you know, church and morgue known as Scotiabank Arena, especially when the team isn't playing well, it could happen. So um, uh, plus 170, I think I, I'm going to put a couple bucks on that, kind of like in a, taking out an insurance policy, insurance that the Leafs – in case the Leafs leave. And they haven't leafed in a long time. You know, it's been a while since we've seen the Leafs leave, but – does it happen tonight? I, I don't want to be around to think about it. I feel good about the way they play in the first period tonight, but in case it doesn't happen, you know, sprinkling on that money line on Florida might be not a bad uh, indication. I'll get to the props in uh, just a moment. Actually, I'll, I'll say them now because Kevin will have some. Just quickly, I mean, I'm just going to name players because if I name a player, it means I'm interested in everything. Shots on goal, goal prop, point prop, 
uh, those kind of things. For Florida, Kachuk, Verhage, Montour. All right, that's what you go with. Those are the three dominant figures offensively, right? And Bennett, to a lesser extent, Sam Bennett as well for Florida. Those are the dominant figures offensively. That's where you target the shots on goal props. That's where you target the goal score props. That's where, who you target for point props, as far as I'm concerned. For Toronto, don't overthink it. It's got to be Matthews. It's got to be Marner. It's got to be Nylander. And it's got to be Tavares, because these four guys just weren't good enough, in my opinion, in game one. They didn't make a big enough impact. They've got to be the guys. So whether it's shots on goal, goal props, point props, those are the four to target on each side. Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares for Toronto, um, Bennett, Verhage, Kachuk, Montour for Florida, in my opinion. Kevin, what do you think here? Game two, Panthers, Leafs. Yeah, this is probably the best I felt about the Leafs yet in, in the playoffs as far as uh, taking them in a game. However, this price, I agree with Alex, this is not, not a price I want to touch. Um, and there wasn't a price on them in the first, first round I, I liked for them. I just find their yeah, they're a good team, but I, I find the books just just favor them too much here on some of these prices. Um, I do I do like the. I think there's going to be a lot of goals, a lot of action, a lot of shots. I don't like paying that price minus one forty on the over six point five. Um, I like it to get there. I just I, I don't like that price, so that's something I stay away from. Um, I got Brandon Montour circled here. He's He's my guy here for for shots, probably a goal prop, points, uh, kind of kind of whatever I can get him on. Uh, I've been on him for a couple of games now. I like him a lot. Uh, I like, I'm gonna keep keep rolling with him and and keep charging that way. Um, and then I like as far as it staying kind of high action. I, I like for guys to hit their hit their shot totals. Um, so I kind of had a same same game same game parlay going. I had uh, I take a few guys that I think are you know doing well with their shots, and I just I just drop them down one. So I got Matthews to hit three, Nylander to hit two, Montour to hit two, and I threw in the uh, over 4.5 alternative on the whole game total. Um, and that's minus 132 to play that. I feel pretty good about that. So I feel good about a lot of players, you know, being on the board as far as as far as getting shots. Um, so I still expect to be high action hockey, high event hockey, a lot of shots, a lot of, a lot of goals. Just and I, and I like Toronto here, but I just don't, don't like those prices, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on those kind of two plays and then kind of wait live game action, see see what kind of read how the game's going. I feel like a lot of these games have been better suited as live live betting. Just you can get a read of what, what's going on here in the playoff action. Some of the props have been a little little tricky in playoffs, uh, but that's the way I'm gonna play this game here. So like the Leafs, probably the most I have in the playoffs, but not a minus two hundred. I agree. And going back to your point, how many times have we been uh, saying that, Alex and I, over the years in the playoffs, that sometimes the live wager is better than the pregame wager? Yeah. Uh, there is no question uh, about that. And this is why you've got to get creative at playoff time. I have essentially, with my two first period bets on Toronto tonight, I have turned a minus 200 favorite, which is a ridiculous full game money line price, by the way. Uh, even though I like Toronto early in the game, I would never sign off on minus 200 with this team tonight in this game. And like I say, I probably will end up putting just smaller, smaller bet on Florida here at plus 170 in case things blow up in Toronto's face tonight. But what I've done is I've turned a minus 200 favorite into plus 135 with that first period puck line and plus 200 
Might think about that. Minus 200 to plus 200 with that first period team total over uh, with the Leafs. And we've also used logical reasoning and a historical look back and pattern that we saw with Toronto in game two in the first round against Tampa Bay, where they lost game one at home. They came back in game two and they just were ready and they dominated the first 20 minutes uh, against Tampa Bay. That was their best period of game two. They actually kind of let almost let Tampa back into the game a little bit. Uh, in the second period, and then the floodgates opened again late in the second period. But their best period of Game 2 in the Tampa series was was the first period, and I expect it to be their best period tonight uh, as well here in uh, Game 2. So that's why I'm approaching it uh, the way I did. All right, we got the uh, next game coming up in a moment, Seattle and Dallas, the other Game 2 taking place tonight. 135 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Shout out to our podcast listeners as well. We will preview Kraken versus Stars Game 2 coming up right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you'll get 20% off of every order, and any order that's on the site over $50, will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, there we go. We are back and it is time to talk the, uh, but first of all, actually one last thing to put a couple of bucks on Morgan Riley to score a goal too for Toronto tonight. I mean, it seems like when they've, in, been in this spot where they need to play well and they need a win. And Morgan didn't Morgan Riley score the first goal of game two? He did against yeah. Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. Yes, he did. So, and look, he's been shooting the puck a lot. Even in the game one loss, he had a couple of chances, a couple of looks, a couple of shots from the point that got through to the net. Um, Morgan Riley is a live goal scorer prop, even as a defenseman right now for the Toronto Maple Leafs with just the huge increase in shot volume and shot attempts for him here in the playoffs. And he's plus 400. Uh, by the way, at uh, Bet365, so pretty good price there. All right, Seattle and Dallas. Uh, we've got uh, Dallas minus 210, home favorites, 5.5 being the uh, total uh, here in this one. I mean, Dallas certainly feels like they're in a good situational spot here. Uh, again, you're talking about a home team down one nothing, tough home loss in overtime in game one, but boy, you're just not getting any bargain at all. I mean, minus 210 seems just a little bit crazy, honestly, uh, with what Seattle's done on the road all season and what they've done on the road in the playoffs. Uh, how many road wins now is that for uh, Seattle? They've, they've, won, they've won, I believe now, one, two, three, four road wins so far here in the playoffs. It was game one uh, against Colorado. Uh, they took game five uh, in Colorado, uh, and then they took uh, game seven. Uh, in Colorado as well. 
And then, of course, game one in Dallas in overtime the other night. So, I mean, this is a road warrior bunch. This is not a bunch I'm laying minus 210 against, period. Period. Uh, even though I still think Dallas is very capable uh, of winning this series. But uh, not going to happen at this price. I'm, I'm thinking about how to go about it. Dallas team total, maybe. Uh, because I do think Dallas plays well tonight. But I might just go back to over five and a half again uh, in this game. And again, they, uh, and Chris Otto... He was absolutely spot on the other night when he talked about it. Even with that game flying over the total, the, the over five and a half cashed in the very first period of game one. It was 4-2 Seattle after the first period. Uh, and uh, yeah, Matthew Nyes, by the way, for Toronto. I wouldn't argue with that either, goal prop. You know, that kid finally got it off the schneid. He could get going. Yeah. So good call there, Tim. But yeah, as far as this goes, Chris Otto was right. With Seattle Dallas, there'd be no adjustment in the full game total, even after the kind of game we saw in game one. And here it is again, five and a half, and it's juice to the under, you know, under minus 130 here in this game. So that's really what I like most of all. I think the draw could get there tonight. We saw the draw hit in game one. I do think it's going to be, I think every game in this series is going to be pretty competitive, pretty tight. So I don't, I don't hate the draw uh, look in this game either, but I'm going to go back to the well here with over five and a half. Look, I, I don't need to bet Dallas. I have Dallas to win the West. I have Dallas to win the Stanley Cup. I don't need to, you know, bang my head against the wall, laying a bad number and a bad price with Dallas in a game two. I don't need to do that. I can cheer them on knowing I got the futures in my back pocket. Hope they even up this series. And that's kind of what I'm going to do here. And just look at the over and some props, which I'll get to in a moment. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Game two, cracking stars. Yeah, we both have Dallas futures coming out of our ears, so there's no reason to have to lay 210 on this team at any point uh, in, within the series or in the postseason altogether. But I think we're going to see a slower first period than what we saw uh, in game one, but I still think we're going to see enough goals to cash at one and a half. So I'm going first period over one and a half and even money. Uh, and, and probably will be on that full game uh, over five and a half. I don't like that as much. I like the first period over. Like I said, we're not going to see four, five, six goals. They're going to slow things down. But you can't just completely take yourselves out of the equation, right? You still have to play your game. And, and both these teams' games warrant that there will be at least both teams scoring the first period. So uh, that's another look to, to grab as well. Both teams scoring the first period and the first period over one and a half uh, at even money. That's the only thing I'm looking at. I'm staying away from the side. Uh, if you like Seattle – you know, obviously the, the, the play is to grab the money line and grab some of the series if you don't have that already. Uh, if you like Dallas in the series, the adjusted price is not that great. We're talking about minus 15, minus $1.20. Maybe look for to grab Dallas uh, to win it 4-2 at plus 375. I've seen that as high as plus 390. That's the way to attack it from a, from a series standpoint. But I'm just staying with the first period over for this game too. Yeah, you know what I'm doing with – like right now in, in these uh, series, the only adjusted series price that I'm pulling the trigger on after game one is New Jersey. I was interested in Toronto. I was interested in Dallas, but I don't like the price enough on either. If anything, I'll take my chance that maybe one of these two home teams tonight lose again. Stumble, stub their toe, and they're down 2 nothing going on the road for game three, whether it's Dallas tonight against Seattle or Toronto against Florida. And if it gets to 2 nothing for Florida – or 2 nothing for Seattle tonight, then I might jump on Dallas or Toronto down 2 nothing in this series at a really nice plus number. Because I'll say this right now, Dallas can win in Seattle. So Seattle has not been a consistent or strong home team all season long. And I can absolutely tell you that Toronto can win in Florida. That Florida home ice is never going to scare anybody 
and there's going to be a lot of blue and white down there. We saw Boston win game three and game four and should have probably won game six uh, in Florida if they had a lick of defense and goaltending uh, in that yeah. game. So uh, I think both teams, if let's say hypothetical, they're both down 2 nothing after tonight, Toronto and Dallas. I don't think they're out of the series yet. Yeah, I would sprinkle a little bit more on Dallas if they go down 2-0. There's no way in hell I'm betting Toronto down 0-2 in a series because the Leafs will leave. And I just can't trust them at that point. That they, they are pretty much that, – that series might be just completely off the board for me if they go down 2-0, honestly. Well, maybe that's yeah, when they play their best hockey. But I think they could win in Florida. I just don't think much of that home ice uh, there in Florida. Oh, yeah. But, but, yeah. but like I said, yeah. we're talking about Toronto. That's true. Sure, but yeah. Toronto's, Toronto's always been the team with the lead in the series that they've always given away. Like, have they been down big? And, like, have we seen what they can do if they're down big? Like, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they just – they're, they're well-beating. Maybe, maybe they just cut out step one and get the straight to step two of losing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe they're just going to be progressive over the years. Yeah. They win the first yeah. round, and then this year that's about it. Maybe next year they come back, they win two rounds, then they get knocked out. Maybe it's going to be one of those progressive things. Uh, for them but uh, yeah definitely uh, interesting to see how this one uh, plays out but uh, yeah as far as this game goes uh, like I say I think Dallas will tie up the series but again you're not getting any bargains and I've already got futures in the uh, stars so there's no need really to get involved with it here in an individual game uh, basis uh, with the this game too tonight uh, Kevin what do you think here Seattle Dallas game two yeah I'm starting with my uh, my favorite bet here is Seattle first team of five shots in the first 10 minutes, that's plus 190, um, which I forgot to mention. I'm on that with uh, Florida tonight as well. That's that's plus 160 for them. Um, and one thing I wanted to mention on that Morgan Riley goal scoring prop, um, I have him on FanDuel for plus 550. So you might might want to check there. That's a that's a pretty juicy bet. Um, that's where I got I got Montour there at, at plus 470. It's it's dropped now to plus 440, but uh, yeah, that, that Riley on FanDuel goal-scoring prop is, is pretty juicy on FanDuel. Um, I like a couple of props in this one. Uh, Borkstrand uh, over 2.5. It's uh, it's minus 138. Yep. He's, he's had 11 shots in the last two games. Um, I think a couple guys have kind of stepped up with, with McCann being out of the lineup, um, giving a few more minutes to a few, few more guys. Another guy I'm looking at is Jaden Schwartz. Uh, same thing, over 2.5. Uh, similar pricing, a little better, minus 132. Uh, he, he's been shooting the puck. He had, he had a game a few games ago where he had 11 shots in one game. So uh, those two guys have really kind of stepped up with McCann out of the lineup. Uh, those are the two guys I'm going to jump on in props. And I haven't put it in yet, but I, I do like I do like that over 5.5 as well, uh, with that under being uh, being favored there. Um, I thought I thought Dallas Dallas like. They came out flying that first game, and I thought Seattle was was a little. I mean, Seattle was was opportunistic. Like when they had their chances, they scored. Um, they hung on in their credit to them, but I, I thought Dallas was the was the better team in, in the first period. Uh, and I was surprised they were they were kind of down, but uh, yeah, this is uh, it's gonna be a good series. But I, I like I like those guys that keep keep kind of getting their job done with with those props there a lot of those uh bjorkstrand's definitely on my card over shots on goal we've been talking about uh, all of a sudden the uptick in shot attempts and shots on goal for bjorkstrand the last few games i think score a goal prop too 
with him. He like he's a streaky scorer and he's on the good side of the streak right now. Uh, he's uh, found the back of the net now in back to back games for the uh, Kraken. Two against Colorado in that Game Seven win, and then of course he scored in the win against Dallas uh, in Game One. So uh, definitely like the Jaden Schwartz we've talked, and that's another good one on the Seattle side. Uh, there's a few shots on goal for Dallas that I like here tonight. I think Joe Pavelski coming after that four goal outburst. He's going to be ripping that puck on net. Why not? He should have the extreme confidence to do so. So the over uh, shots on goal for him, you know, is something. He wasn't really like rip, to... ripping the puck on net though. He was just just tapping it on. Just tapping it counts, it in. though. At the end of the it day, counts, it counts yeah. as a shot yeah. on goal. Yeah, yeah. and that's uh, I'd, I'll take that over the Brent Burns of the world who missed the net ten times last night uh, with thanks for nothing, Bushman. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was not very happy with uh, that uh, last night. Uh, for uh, watching that as I really like Burns again over shots and he was just missing the net all night uh, for sure. But yeah, Pavelski comes back and has six shots on goal. I don't expect him to have six tonight, but give me three, which is all he needs. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think he can uh, get to uh, three shots on goal. A uh, rope hints here for the Dallas stars worth noting five and four shots on goal in the last two games for him. I think rope hints for Dallas is a good look for uh, shots on goal prop tonight, especially with Dallas down in the series. Remember, Game two was the Rope Hints game against Minnesota. Remember they were down one nothing. Game two against the Wild. Who had the big night for Dallas? Rope Hints. I like everything Rope Hints tonight. Shots on goal, goal prop. I think he has a big night here, or at least makes an impact uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars tonight uh, in this game. So those are the main props here for me. Like I always say with the uh, Dallas Stars, even some guys like Marchment, um, the Donov, Wyatt Johnston, they're worth some smaller sprinkles, but I think again, kind of like we saw in game two against Minnesota, we're going to see Rope Hints do, uh, uh, some of the damage here tonight for the uh, Dallas stars. Yeah. Even Haskinen, who's been very good in, at home, uh, with shots on goal over props, uh, last game, not so much. I believe last game, game one against Seattle, he didn't have any, uh, shots on goal, but prior to that, he'd been pretty good, especially on home ice. So I don't mind that one, but there's just others I like more. Uh, tonight from shots on goal standpoint for Dallas than uh, Rope hints here uh, in uh, this game. All right, there you go. That's uh, the two game two matchups tonight. Florida, Toronto, Seattle, Dallas, looking forward to them. Uh, we'll, of course, be back tomorrow. We'll only have one game uh, tomorrow on the show. Nate Rapensky, by the way, is at a bachelor party this weekend, so he won't be on tomorrow. Uh, he's usually on with us on Friday, so it'll be just me, Alex, and Jimmy uh, Murphy joining us tomorrow. And we haven't talked to Jimmy since the uh, – Epic collapse of the Boston Bruins. Yeah. If you if you are if you tune in tomorrow and you think it's the Ice Guys and you you maybe mistake it for Boston Bruins radio uh, tomorrow, uh, that's probably what it's going to be because we only have the one game and with Jimmy joining us tomorrow, we will have a in depth discussion and post mortem and autopsy certainly on the Boston Bruins in the aftermath of you know one of the bigger upsets. Uh, in recent Stanley Cup playoff uh, history. I know Jimmy's going to have a few thoughts and a few good uh, takes as far as the uh, Bruins are concerned on the show tomorrow. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to be the Ice Guys slash uh, WEEI and the Sports Hub uh, in Boston tomorrow on the uh, Friday edition uh, of the uh, show. Uh, great stuff. Uh, hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. We will be back with best bets to wrap up the show right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping 
with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair uh, and among other things. Uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, it is time for uh, Best Bets here on this Thursday. It was a sweep of the board with Best Bets yesterday. Alex with New Jersey, Carolina over, and me with Edmonton team total uh, over three and a half. And what that was just, everyone was whining to me after the game. But people, I know people that bet Edmonton, they say, what a joke that I lost that bet. Everything was peaches and cream for me, I told them. I had the team total. I won. <laughs> they lost the game, but I won. And yeah. this is an important thing to point out. It's so important. You don't have to bet money line when you like a team. You can bet the team total. Look at that Edmonton game. I was never comfortable with them on the money line. I said that. I was comfortable with them getting to four goals. I was I, I was worried about exactly what we saw last night. They'd score four goals. They lose five four or six four, something like that. And that's exactly what happened last night in that game. So everything was fine with me. My Edmonton bet cast, and it's important too to point out. Edmonton was minus 115, minus 120 on the money line. Team total over three and a half was a plus price. Look at tonight with Toronto, minus 200. You know, you could bet team total for Toronto uh, in the uh, game tonight at a much better uh, price than that if you like the Leafs as a big favorite, you know, tonight. You can, again, minus 200, but you can get them uh, over three and a half. You know, it, uh, it's still pretty pricey, minus 150, but it's better than minus 200. Uh, I'll tell you that. Uh, Dallas Stars, you know, team total. Uh, over three and a half for them is only plus 120 with their team total. So plus 120 versus minus 210. You be the judge who what you think is a little bit better bang for your buck uh, and better value for sure. So uh, keep that in mind. Yeah, great point, Kofi. Thank you for bringing that up because I knew yes. I was going to forget to mention it. Peter Klima, uh, rest in peace. Um, of course, Oiler fans will remember his game-winning, overtime-winning goal that clinched the Stanley Cup victory over the Boston Bruins in 1990. Really one of the more iconic Stanley Cup finals goals because it ended the series, essentially, uh, courtesy of Peter Kleeman, the old Boston Garden, uh, and the Oilers with the 1990 Stanley Cup victory. That was the victory they had after the Gretzky trade. Gretzky had already been traded to the LA Kings, so it was Messier and it was a couple of the, you know, it was still a lot of the players from the great 80s run. Except Gretzky who had already been dealt, and uh, Peter Klima stepping up with the uh, big uh, Stanley Cup winning goal in 1990 for the Oilers. Solid career. Uh, rest in peace to him 
sad news about his passing uh, earlier today. Uh, Alex, uh, best bet for this Thursday card. Uh, what do you like? Yeah, I was definitely going to mention that about uh, Peter Klima. Yeah, rest in peace and condolences to his family. We're going to go with the Dallas Stars, Seattle Kraken. First period over one and a half plus 100. Uh, it would be nice if it was as easy as it was in game one, but I, I definitely don't anticipate that. But I do expect scoring. I do I expect another high-paced, high-effort uh, offensive output in this first period, and I think it'll be enough to get there with that even money price and um, on the over one and a half. So Stars Kraken, first period over. That's my best bet go uh stars cracking and by the way if you're an over if you like overs in that game in that series whether it's first period or full game you're definitely getting a good price uh over one and a half is around plus 105 you know at a lot of books there with that first period over including at FanDuel. so uh, you just don't see that very often not only over one and a half but eat a, a plus money on it so cracking stars over one and a half first period for alex b smith with his best bet uh kevin beach another great job uh, joining us today uh kevin what do you like here for best bet tonight yeah, I don't know if everyone jumped on that uh, that Morgan Riley anytime goal scoring prop after we mentioned it, but it's already moved from uh, from five fifty to five hundred since since we talked about it. So pretty pretty quick. We're moving lines here on the ice, guys. Yeah, yeah just moving lines here. Uh, my best bet is going to be best price that I'm playing today. So I got the Seattle Kraken first five shots of the game in the first ten minutes. That's plus one ninety five at the moment. Uh, they just missed out on it on game one, I think. Uh, Shots were 5-4 Dallas. Uh, Dallas had one that they, they dumped in from the other end of the ice that, uh, that cost me that one. So, But at that price, I got a couple cracks at it. So I'm playing best price tonight, plus 195. Seattle cracking out the first five shots of the game in the first 10 minutes. All right. I like that. Very creative. Seattle for, uh, first five shots in the first 10 minutes uh, of the game, plus 190. Uh, a great price there for uh, Kevin Beach with his uh, best bet. Uh, my best bet for this uh, card, uh, I'm going to go with, the, I'm, I'm debating, do I go Toronto? I'm going to go Toronto first period puck line, minus a half, plus 130. Um, I was going to go with the over again, and I like the over in the full game, six and a half as well, but it's juiced, so I'm going to juice pretty heavily. So I'm going to go with Toronto first period puck line, minus a half, plus 130 to plus 135. I think they lead after the first 20 minutes. So Leafs first period puck line for me for best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith and Kevin Beach, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. (laughs) 